On this episode, we come to a very, very special place. And this is episode 140 of the Ask Gary V Show. Super excited to be here in the streets, but not really, a little elevated in New York City, downtown New York. Obviously, a lot of you at this point have heard the buzz around the incredible, unbelievable Century 21 mural commemorating 9-11. Uh, it's a real honor to be here and doing this show, something I'm sure I'll look back on uh, for a long, long time and maybe watch this 10, 20, 30 years from now, maybe watch this with my grandkids, tell them about the history of the tragic events that happened down here. But this incredible piece of art, as street art, graffiti, and things of that nature become bigger and bigger parts of culture. When I, when I saw the uh, incredible events that transpired down here, especially the Patrick Ewing, Carmelo Anthony thing in the corner, uh, I reached out to my, uh, my dear friend Isaac Gindy, who is the uh, co-owner of Century 21, I said, hey, I want to do a show nearby, so uh, Isaac, I'm going to sneak you in here. By the way, what about this outfit, Andy? This is legit. Looking good, looking good. Thanks, brother. Isaac, why don't you tell uh, the Vayner Nation a little bit about yourself, a little bit about this project, then I'm going to push you off, not over, no but problem. off, and I'll continue the show. You got it, you got it. Basically, uh, 9-11, Century 21 was destroyed, the tower, fell on this building and this whole building was completely destroyed. We were closed for nine months. We almost went out of business and we decided that we would stick it out here because we were here for 53 years and we don't want the terrorists to beat us. So we stuck it out. We were the only store open. And then for many, many years, it was a thin line for going out of business. And finally, this area became better than ever. It's much better than it was before 2001. So Mr. Brainwash approached us and said, listen. Give a, little, give a little context of Mr. Brainwash for a quick little bio for the people that don't know. Mr. Brainwash is a very famous street artist and he lives in LA and he's moving to New York and he also did the Exit to the Gift Shop which is an Academy Award documentary about Banksy and he approached us and he said, listen, I want to give back to New York. I'm moving to New York from LA. I want to make the people proud and happy and change the whole vibe of the city. I want to do a positive tribute for New York City representing 9-11. And we said, of course, we will lend you our building to do this because we also want to, we're very civic minded and to tell you the truth, when they did the mural, people were crying. People were riding on it, memorials on the bottom. Thousands of people came hugging me, kissing me. Thank you for doing this for us. Thank Did you they kiss you on the lips? Uh, the cute ones. Good. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the story, basically. Why don't you tell, you know, so obviously you can imagine this means a lot to me, but you'll see the connection point in a minute. Why don't you tell for five seconds, this is a very entrepreneurial business show, little story of your family's history as one of the great iconic retailers in the region that I also grew up, grew up in. Great question. Uh, we were 54 years old. Our, my father and my father's brother established the company and basically what they had was they had small mom pas stores all around the city and then one day they decided sell them all and open up a discount department store. So how did the name Century 21 come? There was a World's Fair in Chicago and they had like an Epcot Center 
And the Epcot Center was like the store, the city of the future, and it was called Century 21 City. So my father said, let's make this the store of the future, Century 21. By the way, we got it before the real estate, so uh, they can't sue <laughs> us. <laughs> we, thank God. So that's how it started. And, and, you know, one thing that I just want to give you one last shout out that I think everybody would love is, you know, you're not a 14-year-old teenage girl, but you were just Snapchatting in the corner. Talk to me about your personal relationship with all this new innovation. Well, the What's most, your gut feel? I'm going, right to tell you, I'm going to tell you what it is. All our competitors, Lowman's, Daffy's, Filene's, Sims, all went out of business. They all started 54 years ago. The problem was they never changed with the times. We're still here. We want to be relevant. We know that social media is the way to go. We want to hit the millennials. We want to cater to them. Otherwise, if we don't do that, we're going to, God forbid, go the way of our competitors. So we want to stay one step ahead of the curve. And that's one thing that always made Century 21 great. We adopted to change. My friend, I love you. Love you too, buddy. Good Thank luck. Thank you so much. Thank you Thank for doing you. this. Fun show for me. Fun to have guys like that on. Now Andy K, aka Leo, let's get into the show. Sam asks, is it too cheap to bite off Ask Gary V to create Ask Sam Gillen in the real estate space to hustle for agent recruits? <laughs> I love it, Sam. You can do whatever you want. I want the entire viewership of this show to call their show Ask Tommy D, Ask Leo Leo, Ask D Rock. I don't care. I want to provide value, bring that upfront value. I don't feel like it's a ripoff. I'm not the first person to do a Q&A show. Absolutely do it. Just make sure that if you want to honor going that route, that you try to provide the value that this show tries to provide to you. And so that if you're gonna produce and provide value to the real estate space, make sure it's in the best interest of everybody who's watching. And if there is then some fall over, some sprinkles that lead to good things for you, then that's great. But make sure the energy is pure. That would be the best way to tribute, not just because you wanna use it as a sales channel. John asks, how can entrepreneurs avoid being soft in business? John, I would argue that entrepreneurs should be soft at business. I lead with my heart. I made 13 decisions today that were predicated not on the dollars, but on what made me feel good, what feels right, and what the lifetime value of that decision is, how it's gonna impact others. So I think there's a completely wrong point of view that you need to be raw, unemotional. Family businesses don't stay in business for 54 years if they made just decisions on the black and white bottom line. I'm sure, what are some of the longer tenured uh, employees over here? Get over here, we Isaac. Have, uh, give, me, give me some, this we is. We have employees for 26, 27 years. I mean, and you don't get there by just making black and white financial decisions. No. I mean, have. I assume that you made tons of decisions that didn't make the financial sense of that moment. We use common sense. Common sense, and we have a culture where people love to work here. They're all involved. Everybody has an idea. We listen to everybody's idea, and they make it. All right, Isaac, you're going to keep talking. I'm going to lose the show. They're going to be an Isaac show. I'm going to be out of business. Get out of here. I'm sorry, but I messed up. The bottom line is that's it, guys. You're not in business for 54 years, two generations, three generations. You've got to make calls that don't just lead with your, with your wallet. It needs to come with your heart. I actually think the future of entrepreneurship, businesses that are big, will actually be considered soft by today's standards because if you're going to go too hard, there's too many alternatives for people to do other things than to work in that environment as all these opportunities arise. So I'm a proud, soft entrepreneur. Main Giolillo says, waiting for Jab, 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 Right Hook to ship from Amazon, and asks, does your theory still work in the Italian market? Mangio, thank you so much. Does it work in the Italian market? 
Does giving, 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 and then ask work in the Italian market? Does provide value, provide value, provide value, and then build equity and leverage to get something in return? Does that work in the Italian market? It works in the human market. Obviously, every market is a little bit different, and there's suppressed governments, and there's dynamics. Communism creates different behaviors. You know, there's a million different variables, but at the end of the day, Humans absolutely respond to being guilted or feel compelled to return favors or do good for people that give good to them. So when you're providing value up front, whether you're in Italy or Egypt or the Soviet Union, Syria, uh, Afghanistan, Argentina, New Zealand, it's going to work. It's not going to work on everybody. Do I believe there's cultures, countries that there's more upside within based on the DNA and the overall stereotypes of a country? I do. I absolutely do. But in general, this is an absolute winning formula, not to mention that it's a winning formula for you, not just your results. You need to feel good about providing upfront value. You know, I'm not gonna go, I'm not gonna judge my life on how much money I made. I'm gonna judge my life on how many people showed up to my funeral. And so the process works for me, not just on the financial aspect, but on who I wanna be as a human being. And you need to ask that question for you. Ayub says, Hi Gary, you told me in a previous video that students should never take a loan to study entrepreneurship. What should they do instead? I believe that if you go to college and collect debt to be an entrepreneur, not a doctor, not a lawyer, not a consultant at Bain or McKinsey where you have to go to an Ivy League school, graduate and leverage that, but a true entrepreneur, like, like father and brother, go out there and hustle, start mer- be a merchant. You know, that to me is a crazy proposition to collect debt for in a 2016 world. So what I think they should do instead is go work. Literally, just go work. I mean, think about it. Instead of going $80,000 in debt, you can go work for a dollar and be way up in the pot. You can work for free and be on the way positive. And speaking of that, that speaks to my next strategy. Go work for somebody. a woman that you admire the way she did it and take a lot less money working in her organization than somebody else because you're trying to sap the IP out of her, out of that leadership. So not only go work, go work for the lowest possible way you can survive. Go live with four roommates in a studio apartment and eat fast food if you have to. You can go lose that weight later like I did. The bottom line is you need to go work in an environment that inspires you and wants, and really you want it to be a place that you want to be like. To go work for somebody that you want to be like is a tremendous value proposition for an entrepreneur. When I think about what Andy and DRock have been affected by through osmosis, they're probably scared to think about some of the tendencies they now have that are my tendencies because I've affected it. It's crazy how it works. It's crazy. You should see the ego all 600 people at VaynerMedia walk around with. It's disgusting. But the bottom line is it's affected from the top. So go work for somebody you admire or want to replicate and regardless of the cost if you're a true entrepreneur. Elite Sports Tipster asks, if you were starting again and needed to make 2K a month in as few hours as possible, what would you do? If I was starting again and I had to make $2,000 Uh, as quickly as possible, what would I do? Without all the brand equity I have, obviously, right? (laughs) It's funny, usually I say go to a garage sale, I'm gonna say, I'd probably go to Century 21, buy stuff and flip it on eBay on the arbitrage because there's such a discounter, or wine library and return the wine to another store that charges more for it. Deep down, the joke is, and I'm making a fun joke, garage sale and goodwill, I'm a merchant. Buying something, 
for less than what I can sell it for is what I'm really good at. With no money, with not a lot of money and I have to make 2K, the quickest arbitrage I know in today's society is to go to places, buy it and flip it on eBay. The speed is very quickly. That was literally what I would do. I, I know my strengths. If I was to have to build up again, you know, imagine I did fail. I made some critical mistakes and lost everything. First I would have to rectify my family situation. But then I make a lot of money and have had a lot of success of being right for the last 20 years. That's what I live off of. If I was then to be so crazy wrong that I went out of business, I would no longer be able to rely on my advice as my foundation. So I'd have to go back to the way I built in the first place which is truly sales, selling stuff. Deep down, I'm a salesman. You know, the truth is, I need to spend more time, and I encourage you, VaynerNation, to ask me more sales questions because I think I have a lot more to offer publicly around sales. This show has allowed me to talk a lot more about HR management leadership. The one category where I think I've disproportionately underserviced my community is a lot more about my sales skills, which were really the disproportional skills that grew Wine Library while the technology was catching up. And so, you know, the first year of Wine Library went from three to nine million just because I was on the floor. So, uh, yeah, I would say that, sales. That's it, that's a wrap. Very special episode. Isaac, thank you so much for being on the show. I really appreciate it. If and when you visit New York City, come downtown, come and check this out. (laughs) It's an amazing, amazing story. The business itself, I know how many of you are are business people, but the mural, if you're in town over the next two months, uh, statement of day. You know, I don't wanna make it somber, but you know, a lot of you are young, but any comments on that? Very tough day in American history. Any of your short you know, stories to share with everybody else? Uh, I think we all remember where we were if we remember that day. Be nice to com- you know, be a community and talk about it a little bit. Very special episode for me, it means a lot to me. It was a very tough day for a lot of us that grew up in this area. So, uh, thanks for watching. I hope you enjoyed it. You keep asking questions, I'll keep answering them.